0: We have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity.
1: We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. Silence!
2: The great and powerful Oz knows why.
1: you got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. You
0: have meddled with the
1: primal forces of nature. Don't give yourselves to brutes.
0: Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, tire you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine
1: hearts. <laughs> Showtime! And now, reality rants with Jason Burmes. And who loves you? And who do you
2: love? Hey, everybody! Jason Burmes here. We are live. It is reality rants, baby. So happy to be here. Big show today. Um, I guess I want to lead the show with some of the viral real misinformation and disinformation that goes wild goes wild every once in a while that's completely not real but in a sense it is real jason what do you mean you're you're being you're being cryptic jason it's very paradoxical no it's not because every once in a while I will be on some thread or all of a sudden I'll start receiving DMs. The WikiLeaks have been unlocked. The WikiLeaks have been unlocked. Oh, (laughs) the WikiLeaks. And, And I just am blown away because number one, a lot of these people think that they've awakened now. There's no unlocking the WikiLeaks. All right, either WikiLeaks does a release or they don't. It's the beautiful thing about them. They've always put out all the source documents and they have a 100% track record. That along with the persecution of Assange um, ha- has led me to vocalize this much, much more because I do think it's an important issue. Okay, that period. But then we don't do each other Any favors when all of a sudden people are like, oh, my goodness, Steve Jobs, it says in one of these documents that he tested positive for HIV. Oh, my. Oh, me. Oh, my. Oh, me, Oh, my. I'm just saying. I mean, those are just that's just an example. And the latest one yesterday is they've unsealed the Epstein files and they're releasing a list. Let's let's stop. And let's be adults here. Okay. And and I saw this, I saw viral posts everywhere. And I saw it started to get misreported that, that the new files had been released. I actually had to contact somebody. I don't want to get into the details. But um, when I saw this and I, they have a pretty big platform, I'm like, hey, man, just so you know, not not real. Not real. Those are the 2019 documents that everybody's talking about. Okay, well, I, I promise you guys from from the bottom of my little heart, just like we've always done with Epstein and the Epstein info, we will be some of the first to cover it in depth. Some of the first, probably some of the first to cover it, period. And open up these documents and do keyword searches and, and see what we find. Now, yesterday, we reported that the media is saying there's going to have 167 names and associates. I'd say out of those names and associates, okay, three quarters of them, we probably already know. There may be a couple of John Does in the documents previously seen that get released. And by the way, that last dump it was, is 2019. I've got, I know a lot of you guys are brand new especially the Red Voice Media people. And I want to thank you for coming aboard the Burmese Brigade. Um, I, I want to thank everybody who has me on their program, introduces me to that audience, and then you guys come over here because I see that in, in the comments section all the time. By the way, we may take some comments from everybody. I'm really thinking about it, that we might, might just do uh, the, the comment section. Uh, don't spam. Keep it on topic. Be an honest question. Uh, we'll take honest questions here. Remember, we're on YouTube. So there are limitations, some questions you just can't answer. So just to be clear with everybody about this Epstein stuff, all right, not only will we be some of the first to cover it, but hey, man, we're not we're not bogarting here. You understand? That's not always I want more people to have this stuff. That's why I'm trying to tell you that that stuff's already been out there. It's so weird, man. Because on the inverse of this, I remember when the Dark Overlord now, so many years ago, I believe it was New Year's 2019, hard, hard to believe, but four years ago, they start re- releasing actual documents. Okay. And, and then some people try to slip me disinformation on those documents, say that, oh, it says this in there. You know, they want me to misreport purposely. I don't do that. You know, that's not, that's not my style. I don't jump on Johnny nonsense. And instead, you know, I barely breezed through those. I I should have done much more extensive work on them. Don't get me wrong. Barely breezed for me. I I spent hours upon hours on them. But the James Wood stuff, uh, the naming of hijackers who were allegedly on flight 11 and identified as such in August before the attacks. Those were, that's a big deal zero mainstream media coverage obviously of the black of the dark overlord at all and then there was sparse and i mean small and very sparse media coverage of the three layers that were released by the dark overlord still disappointed i didn't get two of those layers okay a lot of people are looking at me or listening now it's like what the hell is he talking about exactly now in reverse of that we have the opportunity for the epstein files and here it is if you want them You got them. This is the court case where they're going to be released. These are the dockets. And if you'll notice, there's downloadable PDFs on each side here. And and I also want people to notice, you know, let's, let's zoom in here, how the world works. All right. This was filed in 2015, in September of 2015. We're now over seven and a half years later. We're right around seven and a half. Seven and a half years later, that's the court process for something like this, okay? Seven and a half years. And, um, you know, a lot of these, I mean, this is uh, Virginia Gaffray Roberts. I mean, this is where you wanna be. This is where serious researchers are. You wanna know where the not serious researchers are? They're posting memes and screenshots of lists that don't exist. I'm gonna say it again to you. There is no list. Say it with me again now. There is no Epstein client list. And and I'm gonna try to drive this home really hard this time. I I think it's important we drive it, we, we drive it home deep, okay? Now, before we drive it home deep, um i'm a big endorser a big endorser of people that do great work uh, you know i hate anonymous trolls i hate people with multiple accounts i hate regular trolls and you know what i'll say this about the regular trolls at least and the disruptors at least they put their face and name on it even if they go by like an alias everybody ends up knowing their name anyway at least i'll put a face to it this guy's no troll by the way this is the real deal all right big fish at uh, Trey Billion, okay, he's he's gonna be the guy, I guarantee you, that drops these first, that says, hey, here's the link. He's the guy. And while we sit here and talk about what's real and not real, and before I show you what is real with the Epstein case, I gotta get Nick Bryant back on. It's tough, man, because I, I think I should get Nick Bryant back on. He's the Now, here's something real. Nick Bryant is the one that got the flight logs, and they're partial flight logs. I want to re- repeat that. There were plenty other travels, plenty other logs, etc. All right. Nick Bryant published the. I'm sorry, it wasn't. It wasn't the flight logs. Although they're, I am mistaken, it, it was the actual black book my goodness, of associates of Epstein with people's phone numbers in them, okay? But we still only have partial flight logs anyway. This is the Butler incident. The Butler smuggles them out. The Butler does criminal time. There's a paper trail. Nick Bryant is a real journalist. He goes through that paper trail. He gets this black book. No one will publish it. No one will publish it. Gawker publishes it. Gawker's not in business anymore. Just saying. I mean, that's something that happened years and years and years ago. I mean, how many people associate Nick Bryant with the Epstein Black Book, a real document, and not a client list? Not everybody in that book is is guilty of some kind of crime. I want to make that very clear, and I'm not accusing them as such. And that's why we got to be very careful about all this. So getting back to uh, my man here, Big Fish, uh, he may be anonymous and name and face, but I want to tell you a little story about how I came across him. When I was looking into the Clinton emails and some of the darker aspects of those Clinton emails that may or may not involve uh, threads on spirit cooking, right, Moloch, things like that, you know, everybody, I mean, that's such a gag. And, and I and I think that sacrifice a, a chicken to Moloch for me uh, in the backyard by Hillary Clinton, uh, I think that's actually like a gag. They think that's funny. Um, as I've discussed before, the owl god uh, in uh, Bohemian Grove is not Moloch. It is literally an owl deity. It's in their own books, um, sometimes represented as M- Minerva. I've yet to see anything in their publications about it being a moloch or a Baal type creature although the ceremony is similar and that you know they're using an effigy of a human being or sometimes a baby all right the symbolism i mean to me is is almost darker Right. The symbolism is, you know, they talk about their having a conscious, but hey, they've got a full goal. It's time to let go of your conscious. Forget about all the bad things you do and cremate care. Cremate having empathy for other human beings and get right back on on the train. Just saying it's a, a little spookier to me. So, you know, obviously pizza parlors come into this and certain names come into it. And uh, there's a ton of disinfo out there, right? Once again, and and disinfo floods stories like these, just like it floods the Epstein thing. Just like someone's trying to tell me Justin Roiland is involved with Epstein. Come on. Come on, guys. Well, uh, let's get with it, okay? (laughs) It's ridiculous. This guy actually has the goods what do you mean jason how does this guy have the goods so i hear a story online and you hear a lot of stories there's still a lot of freedom out there on social media but i hear a story online that somebody actually hacked into said pizza parlors we're not going to say the name uh, but this is a real thing you can find these audio uh, audio these are audio recordings that were put up in video format that I listened to. And they convinced me, oh boy, oh boy. In fact, I I may have to do a premium on this tomorrow where I actually find you the video of the closet that was supposedly shot into. And I'm not saying that it wasn't shot into and the whole incident at this pizza parlor didn't happen. Uh, but they show you like a bullet hole through a case of a computer that's there. Oh, he shot the computer and destroyed the evidence. And then I'll show you the articles that are saying that it destroyed the computer. It didn't destroy anything. It was like a little ping. Wouldn't destroy anything. They recovered hard drives from the World Trade Center that were in pieces. There's no hard drive in pieces. It was really bizarre. All right. Why am I bringing up that computer? Well big fish again a guy i actually trust who i've I've seen put nothing but good information out nothing but good information out over the last gotta be five to six years just top-notch stuff okay he got into that computer and he saw bad things and he told the police that he saw bad things. And he told the police where those bad things were and how they could access those bad things. And the police said, okay. And then that was poof, that was it. And normally I don't believe those kind of stories, but all of a sudden there's callback to these police and there's a conversation between the police and Big Fish about this incident and whether they're doing anything about it or not. And they keep talking about how it's an ongoing investigation. Yeah, here we are, years later, ongoing investigation. And by the way, posted screenshots of email communications with the law enforcement officers in Washington, DC. This guy, you ever hear that story, anybody? Hey, Red Voice Media? a reality rants crew i know a lot of you are old school and you've been with me a long time and i know a lot of you know that story and i believe it to be a real story and we've reported on that story and i've interviewed him before maybe we need to interview him again okay because that's real we don't do super secret squirrel sources here we don't decode messages and eat popcorn and watch shows we do the work we do the legwork that brings us to the epstein old epi okay what do i mean by that well obviously everybody's gonna have a look so look Did the walk uh, watch along with Ghislaine Maxwell yesterday where, admitting no guilt, saying the Andrew photos of Gaffray Roberts are fake. It's it's cartoon-level stuff, okay? Full-on cartoon level. Full-on cartoon level. But we just got to accept it because that's the deal. She's got 20 years in prison. You know, she's helping people behind bars. That's what she's dedicating her life to. So I can't look at a lot of these photographs. I mean that they're they're repulsive. I mean they, they, I'm sh- she was so upset. Oh, I wish I'd never met him. Yeah, yeah I mean, th- this person took part in all of it. There's Jean Luke Brunel. Huh? Hey, Jean Luc? Ariva dirty buddy. What do you mean, Ariva dirty? Oh, oh, you didn't know? Oh, you know about Jean Luc? Old Jean Luc Brunel there? Yeah. Killed himself, killed himself in a, in a Spain prison, hung himself Epstein style. He was awaiting trial. Oh, oh, that's right. There's another guy awaiting trial that is in this same kind of weird arena with eugenics and trafficking young girls and doing all sorts of alleged horrific things. Peter Nygaard, he's not doing so well either in prison, is he? It's weird. Hey, 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 Bill- hey, billionaires. They'll burn your ass. You know? They'll burn you. And and, and look, Galen's playing ball. I wants to see on the appeals if, if can get out. Oh, look, he's a Russophile. There he is. It proves it. Putin's a bad guy. I have seen where that. This is the crap they showed you. This is the these are the actual exhibits. All right. These are the actual government exhibits. Yes, call me Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein. Okay, now, even in that piece, they don't talk about Robert Maxwell's intelligence ties. They don't allude to any possibility of intelligence ties uh, with Epstein. They, They do, I mean, to their credit, nobody absurdly believes that Epstein hung himself. And if you're watching on YouTube or Rumble, let's get a heart. Let's get a thumbs up. We don't even have 100 thumbs up over on YouTube. I'm going to go to your questions and comments over in the live chat in a moment after this. We've got some Klaus Nutschwab clips. We've got some muskernuts at a world government clip. Uh, Quite a few. Maybe we'll do those in the first hour. Maybe they're coming the second hour. Really depends on where we go with the broadcast. Um, Oh, look at that. See, I mean, they're at Royal Cabins. See that? see that you know andrew's not the only buddy andrew's just the big buddy oh, look at that hey hey queenie you know and there's there's the brother and uh there there's the the sister and the brother there he was the one uh in the 60 minutes piece yesterday we haven't even gotten to the the, the good stuff and this is when people were saying where's the mugshot of Galen? they're only showing drawings i'm like she's in the courthouse i got Two reporters I know personally on the scene there, and people are, you're a shill, Burmus. Shilly McBurmis over here, he'll tell you anything. Again, let's have some discernment. Just like, look, when those Epstein files drop, let's not forget that 2019 drop was huge, although a lot of the names had been named before, but it honed in on some of the activities, right? Mitchell, Brunel uh especially you look at new mexico and then bill richardson also is in there uh dubin is in there the dubin ones some dark stuff right some girl waking up looking for her license a lot of dark things in there this is where it gets a little a little contentiously dark as we scroll down towards the towards the bottom of the page you know at least the daily mail published it because No one really talks about this. So, I mean, look, maybe you're protecting witnesses or underage people here in these pictures. Okay, whatever. Remember, we got 45 pictures, 45. Here's one of the massage rooms. You can only imagine what demonry happened there. And then these are all blacked out. Now, maybe they're pornographic. Maybe they're not. You know what? Let's just go to that one. We'll bring them up here. Again, right here. Now, what is int- of interest to me is that, you know, we know some of these are artwork. We never, again, we never got inside Zora Ranch. I want to make that very clear. And, and here are the government exhibits. So they they introduced these. And in the New York mansion, you had that very bizarre Bill Clinton and a blue dress and, you know, <laughs> red slippers. Huge. Basically like Bill's my bitch. And then that same artist has done Obama, he's done George Bush, George Bush got a weird 9-11 one going. It's all weird, it's all weird. See, and then there's a painting on the wall there that you can see. Here's where we get interesting. They saw it open that safe. They admitted that, that that's the alleged safe where they found the passport and the fake identity, okay? And the Saudi Arabian address. Fake identities, Mr. Epstein. No, there's no way this guy was working with intelligence. And again, we've talked Mossad, we've talked CIA, we've talked MI6. It's almost, a, you know, it's almost a moot point. Because, because again, that's like the network, the octopus on the inside, the alliances. Okay. So, I mean, there, there's this. We got to see the safe. Now, notice there's envelopes and all sorts of things on top of that now again this is one drawer now i want want you everybody to look over to the right here you notice there's a whole bunch more discs and stuff right to the right and this is one drawer now some of these are cds some of these look to me like they're dvds tough to tell what this this row is here um but you know you look at these and one of these says it's an av shoot okay so if those are dvds if they're single layer you get like two hours they're double layer, you get like four hours of footage on there photographs i mean you could you're talking about a lot again gigabytes worth of photographs especially what i would imagine isn't the highest resolution at the time that could be a lot that could be a lot one drawer why don't we get to see any of that we got 45 photos and a lot of the photos are photos of the evidence they didn't show us. 20 years, 20 years, come on guys, let's grow up. So um, again, blacked out on the pictures. You could argue it's young people again, blacked out on the pictures, blacked out, here we go. It's it's tough to see what's going on here. Um, that looks like a girl though. That looks like a guy on the other end. Um, maybe I need to find that particular government exhibit. Here's where it gets juicier. All right, now we open this, that's a stack of hard drives. So now we're not talking, you know, we're not talking four to nine gigabytes. I, I've seen the drives um, and we'll get to these in a second. When I say I've seen the drives, that's it, come on. Uh, I've seen that there, there's a better zoom in on the drives and they're maxed drives. So like minimum, I would say they're probably 80 gigabytes maximum maybe 500 a piece there's stacks of hard drives okay clearly could be in like the dvr stuff this is the real stuff guys this lets you know everything we've seen is limited hangout even right there that they black out a photograph right and and there you go you want to see blacked out photographs they don't even let you see what's on the sides of these binders you want a list (laughs) You want a list? Hey, guys, I would imagine that we're seeing a small piece of the stuff that was accumulated on a multitude of these people. In fact, let's X that out now that we've gone down through this. Because I do believe um, there that's, that, that's a pretty good zoom in of those. But there, there's a, a better zoom in right there. See the Maxter drives? And maybe even a second one of those as well. Is that it? Oh man. Well, there's there's more government exhibits, but the the idea that you're worried about a list, we got all that evidence right there. Well, a list. How about videos of these people committing their crimes, or at least stills of the videos, and then them being paraded out for justice, spend the rest of their life in prison. It's just a thought. Just a thought, maybe I'm just ranting here on reality rants, I don't know. But that, that's that's how I feel about it, guys. All right. I'm gonna go to some questions and comments. I think that's that, that, that'll that be fun. That's what we need to do. Let's see if uh, everybody stay true. Oh, true to their word, didn't spam a lamb. I hope not. Uh, wish I could say good morning, but the sprayer's working hard all day yesterday and the rain has come again. Windy and rainy at my place too. Um, let's see. Y'all want some entertainment after this? Check Georgia Transparency Latest Videos. Okay, I don't know what that means. Um, good morning, folks from FEMA Region 4, Old Hickory, Tennessee. Morning. Everybody's saying morning. Uh, let's see. Conservative twins jumped all over it. So many people jumped all over the Epstein stuff. And it, again, There's a lot of important stuff out there about to come out via the the Epstein story. We've seen a a fraction of it, a fraction of it. But like I said, you you want the real deal. I I put the link to the court listener documents in there. That's where you're going to be able to find them. Serious researchers uh, can find them when they are indeed redacted there and released. Okay. Ola from Chile need names from the black book. Go get the black book. It's out there. download the PDF of that right now. It's actually entered into evidence in some of these court cases. We've We've done it over here. We neither, stop. Stop. I mean, that's one thing. There's pictures of Epstein, all right, where there's like huge rolodexes of names out there. My goodness. Who's got the tapes from Jeffrey safe? Isn't this something that is of national interest? I mean, again, the Department of Justice apparently has all that stuff. We just showed you that. The safe, we showed you the hard drives. We showed you the binders. Yeah, international interest. I have the list in, in, in my video log, Epstein's best friends, originally posted by liberal tears. My goodness, guys. Everybody calm down. Everybody calm down. uh, There is no list. Yeah, there's a ton of black books. There's notes that have been kept. There's pictures and there's videos. All right. And and then there's deals that were cut. You know, John Kariaku, who uh, blew the whistle on the waterboarding, Via the War of Terror, or of Terror. Okay, Kariaku, who spent time in jail, was totally ruined. That's what what happens to a real whistleblower. They don't roll you out to cry about Twitter and Facebook. (laughs) Oh, they're purposely profiting off this disinformation. (laughs) No, no, it's the guy that's like, oh yeah, no, we're torturing people totally. It's bad. No, no, we're not getting any good. They'll tell us anything. I mean, we're going to do it anyway. We are torturing people. Well, Kariaku, in a discussion, I wonder if I could pull that clip up. That's an old school Jason uh, Jason B video. Let's see. John Kariaku. We're doing a live. Thumbs it up here, guys. Okay, I got that and Jason Burmes. Let's see. Let's see. Maybe I can find it. Maybe I can't be so awesome if I could. Doesn't look like I'm going to be able. To. Maybe. Maybe. I see something there. Uh that's probably not me, but this may be the clip that I was looking for. Nope. So it's a clip where Kerioku discusses how when you have an asset in the Middle East, okay? That You'll basically do anything to keep that asset. And look, like that's like if the asset wants a woman, you get him a woman. Well, what happens when he's not interested in a woman? He wants a little boy. Pretty dark. One of the few guys to say it. Again, not rolled out as a hero or you know, a whistleblower telling the dark truth. It sucks. Jay seems extra baked this morning. Guys, you don't understand. Like, if you're looking at my eyeballs, it's tough for me to go to sleep at night. Here here was my day yesterday, okay? So I get up at 5 o'clock. I'm on air by 7 because we're in central time. We go live 8 Eastern every Monday through Thursday. And uh, I do the show. I I get through it at at 9. And then in two hours, I end up hosting this. um, It was kind of like Making Sense of the Madness, a really fun show to to sit in on. I get to interview some really uh, interesting people. I do my guest spot today, actually. And um, God willing, um, they'll have their other guests show up. So I only have to do a half an hour because I am exhausted. So I get done with that. And then I had an interview with Clay Clark that I was originally going to play today. But there was all sorts of audio issues. It's going to be, I think, just a a rock fin uh, exclusive. I'm going to put it up there for all my rock finners. Uh, But we still had a a great, interesting discussion. And by then, you know, I've talked for three and a half hours. It's a lot. Then I'm up, right? Then I'm up and um, I I did a little uh, thrift shopping, uh, talked to my uh, girlfriend. I wish my girlfriend was, you know, it was Valentine's Day, so that was tough all that stuff and then i fell asleep for like i don't know two hours after i had like probably three hours of sleep i fell asleep i think between six and eight i can get back to bed until two in the morning and i know that sounds horrible but i'm getting between five and seven tops during the day and i'm already old it's not like i'm a young guy 43 years old gosh gosh darn it consarn it so um, yeah, I'm sorry about. It. I, people are telling me I look unhealthy. Maybe I got to get better lighting in here. Maybe I got to get a makeup artist. But uh, I think I'm I'm pretty uh, pretty chipper for uh, this early in the morning, especially Patriot style. There's few men that can hang this early in the morning. There are a couple out there, right? I know David Knight used to do it. Um, you know Stern. Love them or hate them super early. And there's a lot being said, um, having the majority of your work done by like noon. It does, it does free you up. What I gotta do is get back in the gym and get the belly off, get the energy higher, and uh get into a sleep schedule. All right, hot dog. Hot dog. Okay, Johnny Mnemonic. We gotcha. Um, let's see. Morals are uh, anti themis to business. It's a real issue for them. Just saw they're having hearings on Ghislaine's judge. Biden administration is promoting her. Is that true? I'd have to look that up. Somebody can send it to me in the DMs. If it is true, we'll cover it on the program. Um, LE is complicit. Hey, Jason, still stuck in upstate commie New York Jefferson. Yikes. Yikes, Bert. I'm sorry, man. It's listen, I, I talked to my brother quite a bit. actually, if my brother wasn't coming this weekend. I would have probably gone to d c for um the freedom rally, the anti-war um, rally. I think that it's a good thing. I see more and more people um speaking there, more and more people coming together. We don't want World War III. It is time to to mobilize. Uh, however, um, Basically what's going on is that um there's a break. My my brother's wife is a uh, teacher. So this gives my brother an opportunity to come visit me. We haven't seen each other in like a year. Right? I mean, we might have seen well, that's not true. We've seen each other within the year. He hasn't been back up here um in a year. He came out and visited once. But we're actually going to go out to Des Moines and check out Kurt Metzger in comedy, a buddy of mine uh from here is opening up there. Shout out to uh, Donnie Townsend, uh, Donnie Townsend. You can check him out all over the Quad Cities all the time. Uh, he comes over, watches the fights sometimes with the crew. Um, I like Kurt. Kurt just did a really funny sketch sketch with uh, Ryan Long about cheap guys. I still like to laugh. My brother likes to laugh. So on Saturday we're going to head out to Des Moines. Usually uh, very much a fight night kind of kind of night, but we will be a comedy night and enjoy ourselves. And look, I get it. Like, I, I believe me, there are all these events that I'm missing, like I missed the Kerry Lake thing. I missed this. Try not to miss them. I want to be there to report. All right, let's continue on. Uh, let's see. When you see a list filled with celebs and not politicians, businessmen, and scientists, you know it's not real. LMAO. I know. Those lists are ridiculous. Back to crochet this morning. Good stuff. Thanks, Katie Kane. Uh, Ghislaine looks like she's having a terrible time. Am I right? Ugh. If you watch the premium or you watch that 60 Minutes piece that I did the watch along with, not looking great. Not looking great. Top of the morning to you, too. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's been stuck in my head since you said yesterday. I'm old, just not dirt. I don't know what that means. Shilly McVermis. Yes, I'm shilly. Mm-hmm. Look into Les Wexner. Yeah, exactly. Let, less, that's the thing. Les Wexner, who who gave basically gave the mansion to Epstein, I mean, for what's the price of a value meal now at McDonald's? See, like legitimately. Yeah, oh, you got the double quarter pounder meal? You got a mansion in Manhattan. Allegedly fully fit, fully fit with cameras in every room. And man, security, watching those cameras at all times, recording everything. You got it. You did it. Uh, just don't slurp down the Coca-Cola and have the fries. You made it. Because Les Wexner loves you. And, and again, <laughs> Les Wexner, the Guards of the world, they're always in the fashion industry. Why are they always, always in the fashion industry? Preying on young women who want to be models to get attractive women oh okay i gotcha uh gates yeah yep i mean look uh, to, to the mainstream media's uh credit the majority of them now every time they see gates that's that's what they say say to them let's see um epstein's ranch in new mexico is near a town called young place yikes show the pope again so so yeah if you didn't see it that's uh Glenn Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein with uh with the pope I think it's Pope John Paul isn't it There he is Let's go let's This was your daddy's pope Yeah he wasn't Pope Joe Francis He wasn't even the rat singer Pope John Paul Yeah you got your pope there it is we we serve the people here And by the way uh everybody Let's uh, thumbs it up, subscribe, share. Remember, all the docs are free. In about 20 minutes, we go over to uh, premium, redvoicemedia.com slash Jason. Uh, sign up now for a buck for the first week, and then it's $10 a month, or it's $100 uh, for the year. Absolutely helps support this broadcast, and, and I think that we do good stuff on the other side. It looks like uh, the world government, Schwab clips, uh, the Elon Muskernuts nuts clips. We're going to save those. We're going to save those uh, for the premium end of the broadcast. Uh, Keep taking your questions and comments over here on the side. I do want to thank all the people over at Rockfin. Again, you're going to get a Clay Clark exclusive today uh, that have helped support this broadcast as well, and especially the premium members over at RVM. All right, let's continue down the line um let's see show the pope again the painting of bush is just too much it is over the top where's geraldo yikes good morning people r.i.p danny Castellero. oh somebody knows who danny Casalero is so danny Casalero is mentioned in my film invisible empire a new world order defined let's see if we can bring that up actually right go right to the home uh maybe not because we, we don't have that up there but Danny Casalero was talking about uh a thing called the octopus uh there's a portion of my film where you have a maid from the hotel he was staying in and she's answering the phone that Casalero's supposed to be there and saying you you know you dead you son of a bitch yeah Casalero didn't make it he was talking about this wide-ranging Iran-Contra-style network. Hmm. I wonder if Epstein and Iran-Contra are connected in any way. Hmm. Hmm. Been talking about that for a long time. It's like the last thing they want you to talk about. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Let's see. I watched on YouTube a kid with a camera went to an Epstein business partner's abandoned mansion, and it was creepy. Sounds creepy. Um, They will justify keeping it all hidden because to expose all these people could collapse the world economy, et cetera, et cetera. No, they they run the world economy by proxy. And they have a bunch of social climbing uh, mid-level minions that have aspirations of being at the top. And they need to be kept in check and controlled. And this is how it's done. And that's how they do it. Um, Let's see. Scene one uh, of someone who's been to uh, Bin Laden's mansion in Florida. Interesting. Uh, I don't know who Chris Norman is. Incredible. How many Epsteins are still out there? Exactly. How many people are like Epstein himself? It's a good question, right? It's one that's never really been answered. And And I don't know that it will be answered. Jason, but they are giving Ghislaine's judge a promotion for not releasing anything. All right. Let, let's find out what we got. Let's see. Judge in Ghislaine Maxwell case promoted. See if we get anything. Um, Let's see. That's in March of last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, that already happened. So I, I I believe I, uh, I've already seen this, right? This isn't new. Yeah. This is March of last year. So you know, we're talking about almost a year ago. I thought there was some kind of a, a new elevation where we were, we were getting into this, is just into the court of appeals. I mean, don't get me wrong. Still a big deal still shows, you know, how corrupt they are. But I, I thought we were talking maybe got promoted inside the administration. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's 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 right in your face. Jason, you need to speak to Nick Bryan. He has a YouTube channel. He wrote the Franklin scandal and he had the original list. There is no original list. Again, he had the black book. We've had him on the program. We've discussed it. I have his book right here. It's right next to me. It's actually signed by Nick himself. Thank you for the support, Nick. Um, and I've had it for well over a decade. I've loaned it out, and everybody who gives it back to me is just in complete astonishment because uh, it's extremely well-sourced, and it is a companion piece to John DeCamp's book, The Franklin Cover-Up. Um, yeah, no, I know no mainstream media outlet would touch it. We covered it here. Gawker had to publish it. I get it. I, again, it's not a list. It's a black book of associates. Uh, there is no evidence with that alone, other than he was associated with these people, that children were trafficked to them. That's all, all we're, we've got to keep, we've got to keep it going, guys. We've got to keep the head, you know, keep it straight. That's all I'm saying. I live in a place called reality here. Um, Let's see, hundreds. They tricked us with the Epstein release. No one tricked anybody like no no there was a grift there was a purposeful grift all right here's what happens somebody wants a bunch of clicks they set up a website very cheap to do they take all the documents that have been out there create something crude and then post it on twitter tag people That are social media influencers that they know will just jump on anything, not read the documents, not be familiar with what happened four years ago, not really have followed the case, still saying things like there's a client list. And then, boom, it goes viral. Boom. 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 Guys, within one hour of that actually being released. Names will be named and screenshots will be posted of anything egregious that's new. And like I've said, the the two things that I can tell you that I think are going to be the big re- revelations are Ahud Barak and Bill Clinton. Okay? Um, yeah, perhaps there's more. We shall see. But uh, let's not fall for it. I mean, my goodness. All right. Uh, let's see. Just had the Super Bowl. There it was an Epstein supply for, the circus, for that circus. Again, um, the Super Bowl, uh, Davos itself, all, all these mega events where you have a bunch of rich people, right? Or a bunch of people, you know, I mean, yeah, a lot of rich and powerful people are going to the Super Bowl, too. Let's be honest. Celebrities. All of a sudden, the prostitution is through the roof. And then so many of these, these are the people that are going to save the world that are the virtue signalers that want everybody to be happy. They want everybody to have an awesome life. Sure, you do. Sure, you do, buddy. Come on. Hey, Jason from Arizona. How are we doing, Shannon? In the words of my sweet mom, the truth always comes out. I wish, I wish that were the case. Hey, guys, good to see you, Jay. Hashtag Burmese Brigade, bedroom junkie. He's done a bunch of great work, uh, not only for myself, but others with fun animations. I believe he has his own music video out there. Look for him on uh, the Twitter, everybody. It's where I I, uh, communicate with him, on the Twitter. Let's see. It's CB from FEMA Region 2. Is Jim Carrey on the flight logs? No, he's not. Jim Carrey not on the flight logs actually at all. Not even a little bit. He's on bad memes. Jock of ages. He's on bad memes, not on the flight logs. I'm glad you asked that. Thank you. Thank you for having the bravery to ask that because there's so many people that are just, I, I see these lists and it's not real. All right. It's not real. Well, again, if you want the info, if you want it to be dense, Whitney web is where it's at. Okay. And if you want the raw documents, big fish at Trey billion is a great source via Twitter to, to know when those things actually drop or where to find all those other ones. Court listeners got the documents. Um, look at it like this. Do famous people even shop for their own underwear? And if they have an assistant who gets them coffee, uh, then they probably have to get them everything else they want. That's right. Listen, the assistants are some of the most grotesque of them all. You know, be, being a little minion for these people. Ugh. But again, that shows their character. That minion wants to elevate themselves to that kind of status. Why you would want to be like a person who does those sorts of things, I could never understand. It's, it's kind of repulsive to me. Um, let's see. Um, they withhold information in the interest of national security. What they don't tell you is that means they have to cover for high level players or the house of court cards begins to fall. Don't disagree there. JB, my go-to view hits with a BS, just facts. Thanks, Eva. I appreciate that. Uh, again, we, we, there, there's so much out there that we should know that we should have that we don't have period. Again, courtlistener.com. I'm going to put the actual docket on screen for people. Even Newsweek, by the way, jumped on this yesterday. I'm not saying Newsweek's perfect, um, but Newsweek, much better than some of the other ones here. Uh, You know, unsealed docs been released now. See, they saw it going a while. Here it is, courtlistener. That's the case. That's the case here. We'll put it right. Right here in, in that YouTube chat for everybody. Hey-oh, hey 10 minutes out. And we're going to go to the muskernuts. We're going to go to Klaus Nutschwab and the world government forum because world government doesn't exist. And, and look, Muskie is saying a bunch of the right things. He's saying, wait a minute, I don't know how globalized we really want to be. Like, do we want a real world government that could end civilization? He's correct on that. So I'll give the Musk his due when he when he deserves it. Again, he's online right now saying that he's going to cut off the communication system of Starlink for the drones. He doesn't want to start start World War Three. You know, I don't even know that's up to him. He says some other interesting things about aliens. He also says that, um, you know, he hasn't seen any evidence of aliens. That's good. And, or alien technology. And he says he knows more about rockets than anybody. I don't know that that's the case. I would think that uh, a guy like Bushnell does, but you'll have to come over to the premium end or just go over to the uh, InfoWarrior Podbean where we're streaming live right now for free. And what we do is we give the audio portion of the broadcast away free every day. But then every two weeks, you still could just go to redvoicemedia.com slash Jason and get the premium hour from two weeks ago and beyond. We give it away after two weeks love this we post some of it here it's tougher on youtube rockfin and rumble we, we post a little more in retrospect uh epstein was in the market for transhumanism growing kids in labs for pineal gland milkshakes for the elites and blood plasma i don't know if it's that far but he did have a baby making ranch we'll do it live let's type it in huh one of those lovely things that we like to uh, type in Epstein, baby-making ranch. And there it is. Um, Epstein, shocking photos, baby-making ranch. Baby-making factory. Epstein hoped to seed the human race with his DNA. (laughs) And and they never went, and they never looked at Zorro Ranch, which could have had, by the way, it looked like it had, an intricate underground facility network. Just saying. Just saying. Weird. Weird. So, Johnny Mnemonic, we appreciate that, but we want to we want to uh, separate fact from speculation. Those Epstein files will be sanitized. I bet you a lot of them will be um, just unredacted versions of the stuff that we've already had. Where the Jane. Doe and the John Doe stuff is just different. That's it. At J.C. Owens, great analogy. They have personal shoppers for everything and anything. Um, I, I don't sleep anymore. I nap because of back pain. Ooh, back pain can be the worst, especially if it shoots down your leg like sciatica. Yuck. Uh, Going to play it next on the phone. I don't know what that is. I doubt that the extent of Jeffrey's Labs and what they were for. He had stock in the... Uh, Oh, well, again, I'm going to stay right out of that. I'm 54 and I get five hours of sleep a night, split into two sleeps, and I am fine. Reuben, God bless you, sir. I mean, I'm doing okay. I'm not bitching too much, but I'm telling you right now, the the eyeballs, you know, it's not like I'm not getting work done, guys. You know, (laughs) we're we're not going under the knife. That's all, Reuben. With the upside down Canadian flag, I appreciate that. I would assume that means uh, you think Canada's in uh, distress. Uh, let's so. Uh, uh, there is no list, G. Shell. Uh, let me explain to you again. There is no list. I'm not saying that like like to be provocative. I'm saying that because it's a fact. There is no list. Anybody can download the black book. Anybody can download the court cases with the files that also include the black book, include the flight logs, include the notes about Brunel. Okay. All of that's available. They're in the court documents. We don't need to go to a channel. I've already, I've, I've gone through them. I I have an entire playlist of hours of material. From almost four years ago when these things started. It was actually between 2017 and 2019. And 2019 was a big dump because of the Gouffre lawsuits. All right? Just point it out. Let's see. Good morning, Jason. Are you going to make uh, that opening music for Mixed Marshall Mindset? Maybe. You know, I wasn't able to do another Mixed Marshall. We, we haven't done it in two weeks. Uh, John had Cub Scouts with his kids this week. I'd like to uh, I'd like to get a show in before the weekend. Uh, probably gonna reach out. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Let's see. Watch the uncensored second hour live. Thank you, Karen. Appreciate it. I'm 57, and I would be happy to get five hours of sleep. Mad cow, Mark. Are you some kind of farmer? Huh? Are you some kind of farmer, Mad cow, Mark? Hey, Donnie T. <clears throat> The Trumpans apparently he's been living on four hours of sleep basically his whole life. Four hours, that's rough. I mean, apparently it takes a while to get that hair going. But four hours, yikes. I don't know if I want that. Uh, let's see. What? What? Uh, um. What? Okay. See. What? I'm not even gonna read that. Uh. Let's see. The day will come when you uh, look back at your youth, which is now. Yeah, my 43. I am I already look back at my 20s and 30s. And don't get me wrong. You're right. You're not wrong. It's not like I'm that old, but I'm old enough. I, I feel lucky. Humans used to sleep after dinner. Get up at midnight. Do work. Go back to sleep till the sun comes up. Let's see. Uh, I'm one of the few men that can hang. Uh, wish I was in D.C. Yeah, the the D- listen, if you can get out there in the next, I think it's four days from now. Uh, that's where it's going to be out. No more war. Exactly. Uh, what's up, Gritch? How you doing, my man? Good to see you. Oh, there's a big jump. Big jump there, huh? That just happened. Wow. Let's see. There, there it is right there. Um, let's see. Live free, the papacy is the Antichrist. Look into the definitions of Vicarious Felidi, Vicarious christe, Vicarious being very important. Again, we don't get into a uh, a bunch of the prophecies and all that other stuff here. We stick to what we can prove. Um, you know anything about Maxwell's submarine and Atlantis Search that the dark journalist speaks of? No idea about the Atlantis search. I know there's been talks of the submarine, I know. That The flight logs also include some helicopter stuff that we haven't seen. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it, but I need more. But I need more. And then as far as Atlantis, look, I like Graham Hancock, right? I like the Lost Civilization stuff. I know Rogan had that one guy on again. Um, It's interesting. In fact, uh, I'd encourage people to check out the America's Secret uh, Beginnings series. I think the first one is the New Atlantis. Yeah, the, the esoteric stuff, the ancient history stuff, right? The secrets of the universe stuff, always very interesting to me. Always very interesting. Um, cover it sometimes. Not what I focus on. Not what I focus on. Let's see. Oh, yeah, we got some coffee. If you want to eat the links are down below. But the real link you want to go to is redvoicemedia.com slash Jason. I had a good time taking your questions and comments. Now is the time to come on over. You just want to listen to Klaus Schwab and Elon Muskernuts at the World Government Forum. That's right. The World Government Summit. There isn't any world government. There's no push. It's global. It's more than Davos. Bunch of front groups. Bunch of NGOs. Come on over. All right, redvoicemedia.com slash Jason, 10 bucks a month, or just go to the Podbean, listen to the broadcast. Otherwise, you can stop now, and you can just check out some of the archives of the premium uh, that are now free. So one at a time, we are going to say goodbye. Uh, Rumble, we'll see you later on Twitter. YouTube, always real, always tough, always censored. And Rockfin, uh, again, you're gonna get that Clay Clark exclusive uh, later this afternoon. That is a promise. Okay, so we'll just wait for a text to make sure that we are good to go on the premium end. And then once we are good to go, I wanna talk about Elon Musk and I wanna talk about censorship in particular, because although we don't have the fact checks anymore, I don't see that as much. Um, one of my large concerns is that obviously the shadow banning is still here and stuff like this is happening. So if you see what this is, I believe this is uh, Vanessa Bealey's tweet, or, or I'm sorry, no, it might be uh, uh, somebody else's, but doesn't really matter. It's talking about emergency aid to Syria, okay? And look, if you're a human being, you might wanna help the people of Syria and Turkey after those huge earthquakes. But because there are sanctions, no credit cards, no GoFundMe, no, 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 no. And this is being explained by RT.com, oh no. Who isn't even censored in the vast majority of Europe, including the UK, right? Still allowed to see it in those countries, not here for some reason. And Twitter wants to let you know, maybe you should not like this tweet. Totally factual, doesn't matter. As if RT has more propaganda than us, than the U.S. news networks. Uh, You know, I I interviewed there many, many years ago um, to possibly be the uh, producer for the Abby Martin show. Abby, very big lefty. But again, anti-war has done some great work, especially Israel, uh, Palestine, Gaza, some of the some of the um, most prominent work out there, some of the best work. And I, I'm very glad now, in retrospect, I always wondered what could have been had I done that, that I didn't do that, because you're forever branded Russian disinformation. Doesn't matter if Larry King went there at the end of his career, right? Doesn't matter if Governor Jesse Ventura's got a show there. All right. Doesn't doesn't matter if Rick Sanchez, who used to report for CNN, is reporting there. No, no, none of that matters. None of that matters. Doesn't matter that, you know, they have some of the more hard-hitting documentaries on uh, global events and affairs there. No, 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 no. Russia bad. Russia, Russia, Russia bad. So... Got a couple of clips of the nut Schwab. Uh, these are uh, samples from the World Government Summit. The first one, he's a little bit more cocksure, talking about the rapid movement of the uh, fourth industrial revolution. And then the second one uh, was actually posted by Patrick Henning- Henningsen of 21st Century Newswire, saying, uh, you know, the tone has changed a little bit here. And Klaus is now admitting that a lot of this stuff may be in our minds um, or in the mind's eye for many years to come, Uh, but let's play the clips and let's let you decide.
1: And we are just now where we move into the exponential phase. And I agree, artificial intelligence, but not only artificial intelligence, but also the metaverse, New space technologies and i could go on and on synthetic biology our life in 10 years from now will be completely different very much affected and who masters those technologies in some way will be the master of the world so you
2: wonder why i sit here and i harp on the World Economic Forum and Davos. So Klaus is at the World Government Summit. Okay. What's he bring up? The old metaverse that's partnered with the World Economic Forum. What else does he bring up? Space technology, which we harp on on this program, which we're constantly talking about on this program because it all integrates. Space the virtual stuff, the bio-nanotech. He's talking about an exponential level of growth. Basically, once it starts, you might creep up here, kind of ram. It's that Kurzweilian singularity idea. Okay? It's real. He's talking about it. It's right here. Okay? But here he pulls back a little bit, and he even admits that there has been uh, a lot of social pushback on some of these things?
1: I think the fourth revolution, industrial revolution, will be in our mind for quite some years to come. But what is very essential, my concern, my deep concern, is that those technologies, if we do not work together on a global scale, if we do not formulate, shape together the necessary policies, they will escape our power to master those technologies. Because uh, artificial intelligence, you can, it's relatively easy, let's say, to understand how a computer functions. Of course, if I go back to the first industrial revolution, how a steam engine functions
2: None of those are easy by the way take engineers and i would say a, a computer pu- putting it for me knowing the parts of a computer once you get down to the chipsets and the transistors and then even how you would build those not easy at all so claus being pretty deceptive here in my in my mind okay but, but he does tell you the truth about AI, which I've been talking about, which is like who programs the AI garbage in and garbage out, especially with the masses not understanding it. And, you know, I played that clip of Sagan uh, on the broadcast on the second half the other day. And Sagan really, really laid it out, in my opinion. Sagan explained to you um, how, look, if you've got an ignorant populace, and they don't know how science works and then you can't question the science, We're in trouble. That's not a society uh, you want to live in. That's a dangerous, dangerous place. See if I can find that clip too, because we may play that in a moment. Let's go to the Nutschwab though. Let's let's let him finish this right up.
1: But how does really quantum computing function? How does um, artificial intelligence, particularly if it's self-replicating functions? So, one of my concerns is how to shape the necessary policies to make sure that those technologies serve humankind. But the second concern which I have, and where governments have an important role, is that change goes so fast in our world, and will go even faster. How can we make sure that the individual, each citizen, doesn't feel overwhelmed by change because he cannot understand really what's going on? And if we do not understand, we become fearful and we react negatively and we see the first consequences already in many countries with polarization of the public opinion. It has to do with some feeling that we lose control over our own fate.
2: So listen to what he says. He's, again, the big sell for you is you're going to have stakeholder capitalism, right? And this is going to work for everybody. And all this fear is based in nothing. You're, don't worry, you'll have con- They're taking the control, so you can't point out reality. Now, this is something we do have to find. Uh, I believe it's TEDx... And Yoval. And remember, Yoval's a big speaker. Um, and here it is right here. So he tells you, you know, why people are so uneasy right in the beginning of the broadcast here. He says you're going to be replaced. And he says it's the uneasiness of realizing that you don't have a, a spot in uh, the new future. And that's the problem okay and 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 we feel that they in other words you don't get a next story so yeah I'm gonna fight against that Klaus I'm gonna fight for my species and humanity here let's let's play this I think it's in the first few
3: minutes welcome to the Ted interview I'm Chris Anderson this is the podcast series where I sit down with a Ted speaker and we get to dive much deeper into their ideas than was possible during their TED talk. My guest this episode is Yuval Harari. Uh, He's a historian and a futurist, and his books have wowed so many people because of the sweeping way in which they connect our past and our future. Yuval thinks that humans have gotten to where we are in large part because of our ability to, as he puts it, create fictions, to tell stories and to share those stories
4: we can cooperate because we alone of all the animals on the planet can create and believe fictional stories. A human can say, look, there is a God above the clouds, and if you don't do what I tell you to do, after you die, God will punish you and send you to hell. This is something only humans can do. You can never convince a chimpanzee to give you a banana, by promising him that after you die, you'll go to chimpanzee heaven. No chimpanzee will ever believe such a story.
3: Yuval has a story about the future that is profound, exciting, but also unsettling. He thinks that the disillusionment that many of us feel right now is actually to a large part misconceived. It's not that we shouldn't be worried, but we're actually worried about the wrong things. that lie ahead of us, much deeper dangers. Uh, dangers that actually could even spell the end of civilization as we know it over the next hour we'll talk about some of those dangers and about why Yuval thinks we've gotten to where we are and what we can do to prepare for the coming challenges
2: basically says Yuval you're going to be drugged and you're going to be playing video games if you're allowed to survive
3: ferrari welcome it's good to be here so you have this extraordinary way of connecting history with every issue that is relevant today, I think. And you, you seem to do it by the way you describe history, as this history of narratives, of the stories that humans have told themselves, which which I think you argue is, is really humanity's superpower. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to hear what you think of the narrative we're telling ourselves today. There's basically, I think in your, in your book, 21 Lessons of the 21st Century, you talk about a disillusionment that's happened. How would you describe that narrative that we're telling ourselves today?
2: So so here we go. We're going to get into the disillusionment. And again, you just heard what Nutschwab said about it yesterday. Spry for 84. But again, the guy who's the futurist, the transhumanist, the there is no soul, there is no God, we're hackable animals guy is about to tell you, hey, you know, you should probably be worried because you're not going to be here because you don't have a place in the future we don't
4: have a narrative. (laughs) I mean, we are in this quite unique and frightening situation when we don't have a story to explain to ourselves what is happening in the world and where we are heading. Uh, In the 20th century, we had three big narratives, three big stories that really explained everything the past, the present, the future. You had the fascist story, which said that the whole of human history is a struggle between nations and one human group, one nation, one race will violently dominate the entire world. And the second story was the communist story. Communism said, no, 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 no. History is not a struggle among nations. History is a struggle among classes. Everything that happened for thousands of years is a struggle among classes and the future The communist vision for the future was that one social system will dominate the whole world, ensuring equality between all people, even at the price of freedom. And then the third story was the liberal story, which basically said history is not a struggle between nations or between classes, it's a struggle between liberty and tyranny. And the liberal vision for the future was a uh, peaceful cooperation between different groups of people with some inequality but with maximum freedom or with freedom is the main thing and we can take inequality as the inevitable price of that there's always
2: inequality baked into any system and you know what he doesn't acknowledge that both fascism and communism no matter what they say inherently also have that quality So so again, just kind of overlooking the idea that that story of liberty is an important one, the rugged individualist. That's because this guy's a collectivist. And you can see the 20th century
4: is a struggle between these three stories. One by one, they get knocked out. Fascism is knocked out in the Second World War. Then the Cold War knocks out communism. And at the end of the 20th century, we reach the end of history when the liberal story is the only one remaining. And uh, so so we had these three stories, and then two stories, and then just one story. There is just one story that explains everything. This is the the most reassuring situation. And then it collapses, which is what is happening
2: over the last 10 years, five years. And let me just say this, it's not just the only story. We act like we don't have human slavery in the world. Of course we do, of course we never went away never went away it's always been there on varying degrees and and you know that's I get it this guy's a smart guy and he sounds smart but he's full of Johnny nonsense and we don't have a new big story that explains
4: what is happening
3: and where we are going so Talk about the current disillusionment. I mean, what caused the blowing up of the liberal story? And actually, Ival, before we go too far down the street, I, I just want some more clarity on yeah, the, yeah. the liberal story, because mm-hmm. the word liberal is understood differently by other people. In the UK, there's a party called the Liberals. That, yeah. that's, it's, it's understood differently by liberal. You mean the term pretty broadly in a way yes. that actually encompasses, for example, both George W. Bush. Barack exactly. Obama. George
4: W. Bush is, is, in historical terms. He's a liberal. Most Trump supporters are also liberals in the historical sense. I mean, I I know that in the U.S., when people say liberal, they have in mind gay marriage, gun control, abortion, all these things. But historically speaking, it's much, much broader. Define define it. Okay, maybe maybe I'll say something about the word liberal. It simply comes from liberty. It's the idea that liberty is the most important value in the political sphere, in the economic sphere, in the personal sphere. And by the way,
2: that's why I used to like Bill Maher, and I still listen to Bill Maher sometimes. We have big time disagreements, sometimes he gets it right. But but that was the classic idea of a liberal, that you were for liberty before all these other things that he was just talking about, just saying.
4: So in the political sphere, and from a broad historical perspective, thinking in terms of centuries and not decades, if you think that political power should come from the people and not from some king or from God or something like that, then you're a liberal. And then you have the economic field. And there, the idea is that people should be free to choose their professions, their products, what to buy, what to work, uh, economic
2: liberty. Yeah. It's called being a human being with free will. It's all based in free will and having a soul and consciousness. If you think
4: that people should have the freedom to choose their own professions, their own careers, you're an economic liberal. Hmm. So you have the political field, the economic field, and then you have the personal field. So here the test is if you think that people should be free to choose whom to marry, then again, you're a liberal.
3: This is where it gets confusing, I think, the term liberal a little bit for some people, because people, there's a lot of conservatives who would accept the first two definitions of liberal and would would embrace that. um perhaps until recently many of those people would not have accepted liberal guidance on on the very personal side and so yeah I mean, but even if you look
4: at the, at the personal field i think even most hardline republicans are in favor of marrying from love and from your own personal choices and are not in favor of fixed marriages hmm. i think that most republican voters did not marry somebody who was chosen for them without their consent and participation by their parents or by the elders. Mm -hmm. So when you get to something like gay marriage, if my choice is to marry somebody from my own gender, then some people say, okay, that's where the line, I I draw the line. But compared to the situation a century ago, I think that most Republican voters a century ago would have been considered like extreme hippies they would have been like on the extreme liberal end of the extreme hippies of the spectrum
3: so there's uh, definitely on the personal sphere there's been this massive shift of um, opinion over mm-hmm. time and um you can think of the liberal story as a broad one there's lots of detail in there but basically a version of that story com- encompassing politics economics and personal yes became the winning ideology mm-hmm. of say, from 1990 or whatever onwards. But, um, but it kind of, you know, after 20 years, boom, ran into massive problems. Describe what happened.
4: Um, what are the reasons is, is difficult to say, especially because many of the promises of kind of the liberal story were fulfilled. The world is still full of problems, but compared to any previous time in history, according to many measurements, we never had it better.
2: Depends on where you are. You tell that to the people in Ukraine. You tell that to the people in Somalia. You tell that to people in portions of um, South Africa. Okay, you tell that to the people in uh, poverty, even in this country. I mean, I got a story today, two and a half hours away. minimize this for a second. We'll go back to it. Uh, two and a half hours away. Over in Chicago, inside O'Hare's airport. Okay, the homeless people are just saying, "You know what? We're coming in." That's that's the airport. Okay, and we never listen. We can't figure this out. This isn't by design. No, they're collapsing our society on purpose. You better believe it. You better believe this this Johnny nonsense is real. Okay. All right, let's go back to Yoval.
4: I mean, if people think no liberalism has done a really bad job, we want to go back to some pre-liberal golden age. I would just like to know which year they have in mind. If you think the world of the early 21st century is a bad place to live in, what are you dreaming about? The Mm -hmm. 1950s, the 1850s, are you dreaming about going back to the 13th century?
2: again uh, that's absurd and anybody who's talking about that most of us didn't live through the 1950s obviously um i I would say post world war ii in this country um there was at least less global conflict and there was a higher standard of living but obviously the technology was not as great okay so there's a big trade-off there um health-wise i mean more than likely but you know We've been lied to our whole lives, and a lot of that was a facade, and it was post-World War II when we started to get into the born-classified um movement, and really the move uh towards the type of global governance I'm discussing today. If you look at, at statistics
4: about things like child mortality, like uh epidemics, like famine, for humans, not for the planet, not for the ecological system, but for human beings uh the early 21st century is the best time to live
2: and, and you notice again it's this Gaia type religion it's you're gonna we're gonna regiment you for the earth and now he's saying oh for the for the earth you know maybe this wasn't the best time
3: we really we, we
2: we're hammering that
3: earth so so as a historian almost what I hear you saying is that there's almost a, a human psychological bug where we are wildly prone to nostalgia and to actually to mm-hmm. false stories about the past we we uh don't remember the bad stuff we have a tendency to focus on recent problems that hit us now mm-hmm. and we're not really comparing uh, like with like and and uh and that can be dangerous actually
4: yeah i mean if you say if, if you like family values
3: just consider
4: going back 200 years to a situation when you have six kids and
2: four of them die before now look the child mortality that was a big issue but the, on the flip side of that so many people think that you know, oh we've extended our life so long over the last hundred no the reason that l- lifespan was so um uh, short, short or truncated on the average because you had a lot of kids that didn't live to be five once once they hit that hump though things got a lot better okay so the infant and child mortality rate were, were over the top
4: before they reached 20. if you care about family and about children would you like to live in such a world, and I, I think most people won't, but they just don't remember because they, they weren't alive, so they don't take this into account. And when I try to understand so what is the, 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 the deep reason for this disillusionment and backlash against the, the, the liberal order, so one option is that this is actually limited to um, largely the Western core countries were in relative terms, even though their situation also improved, in comparison to people in in India or in China, uh, the gap has has shrunk. And because it was still the most powerful countries in the world, especially the US, when people in the US feel miserable, the entire world shakes. (laughs) Uh, the world feels the pain of people in Kentucky and Pennsylvania far, far more than it feels the pain of
2: people in Brazil or in India. Is that Well, it feels that way because of our military industrial complex and because of the hurt that we can put on the other nation states through those mechanisms. OK, so. So, yeah, look. A, a lot of what happens here does affect the ebbs and flows and sways of the world. That's real, but it's done by design. It's the people at the top, the predator class that want to get rid of the haves and have nots so they can be the have everythings.
3: Because the media stories originate from the US or, or it's not just media?
4: That? You know, the, the US is a powerful country in the world in economic terms, in uh, military terms, in cultural terms. So um, the resentment of people here translates into political and economic steps Mm. which have a huge impact on all the world whereas if you live in uh uh, sudan and you are resentful there is whatever you do it it's unlikely to have such an impact on the rest of the world so if people in 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 sudan or people in the philippines feel pain Mm.
2: the world usually ignores them but if you know It is a good point to point out that, you know, so many people are marginalized, ignored. But within our own system, that's happening. Again, you look at the microcosm of what happened in Ohio in a poor neighborhood. They should have never blown that thing up. You know, I I was under the, the impression and still the media is kind of misrepresenting it in a lot of the cases that the train derailed and then caught fire. No, they lit it on fire. That would not have happened under any circumstance in a controlled burn in a rich neighborhood, okay? But these are just poor people. We don't have a voice. We don't care about them, all right? And we've seen that within this country before. And even with New York City, you know, the the, the lie has to be, no, no, the air is safe. Go back to work. The air is safe. Go back to work. The air is safe. Go to the site. The air is safe. We're talking about millions of people in that area every day people
4: in Kentucky or people in Indiana feel pain, the entire world uh, pays attention. And you have now this, like people in Silicon Valley, people in the the top universities, they're constantly thinking, why are people in Indiana and Kentucky resentful?
3: And how much of the explanation of that is just almost the simple economic one, that the world came to believe in free trade, almost like a religion. It was like, this is the way that you maximize overall economic growth so all these trade agreements were put into a place to allow that pipes effectively were connecting the US and, and Europe with the rest of the world and it, it allowed the immediate sort of outsourcing of a lot of of jobs so that um uh, hundreds of millions of jobs were created in the developing world but they probably displaced mm-hmm. tens of millions of jobs in Europe and the US and
2: yes to, absolutely did absolutely did
3: and and led to this sort of plateauing of income and 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 hope for the future that mm-hmm. that has been ended up being quite quite destructive is is that is that a core part of the narrative there
4: i think that's part of the story that you know f- for two centuries britain and the united states and other western powers have uh, pushed the entire world in the name of free trade and globalization because it worked very well for people in britain and the us and suddenly, when it works well for China and India, but works less well for the USA, they say, no, 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 no forget about it. All the stuff we said about free trade and globalization, we don't want it any, anymore. Uh, so that's, that's part of the story, but I, I still think it, it, there is something deeper than that. I don't know. I mean, we need a lot of, of research and empirical data to back up or disprove what I am about to say. So take it just as an idea, as an hypothesis, not as kind of a a full-fledged explanation. But I think part of what is going on, on maybe a deeper level of, 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 of the human mind, is that people sense, a lot of people sense that they are being left behind and left out of the story, even if their material conditions are still relatively good.
2: You hear that subconsciously people realize they're not part of the story anymore okay in the 20th century
4: what was common to all the stories the liberal the fascist the communist is that the big heroes of the story were the common people not necessarily all people but if you lived say i don't know in the soviet union in the 1930s life was very grim But when you looked at the propaganda posters on the walls that depicted the glorious future, you were there. You looked at the posters which showed steel workers and farmers in in heroic poses. And it was obvious that this is the future. Now, when people look at the posters on the walls or, or listen to TED Talks, they hear a lot of you know these big ideas mm. and big words about machine learning and genetic engineering and blockchain and globalization and, and they are not there. Mm. They are no
2: longer part of the story of the future. They are no longer part of the story of the future. I know it took a while to get to that. That interview goes on for, gosh, almost an, a whole nother hour. I may clip that part out, just that part, now that I haven't found it, and play that on the uh, beginning of the broadcast tomorrow. I want to move on to the Musk or Nuts, okay? Because in this clip, he talks about um, the threats of world government. And look, he says a lot of the right things. I actually agree. Yes, you heard it right. I agree with Elon Musk here.
0: One thing I should say, on, and I know this is called the World Government Summit, um, but uh, I think we should be maybe a little bit concerned about uh, actually becoming too much of a single world government, um, if, if I may say that we want to avoid creating a civilizational risk by having, um, frankly, this may sound a little odd, too much cooperation between governments. Um, you know, if you know, if you look at say the at history and the rise and fall of civilizations, um, the, the really all throughout history civilizations have risen and fallen but it hasn't meant the doom of humanity as a whole because there've been there've been all these separate civilizations that were separated by great distances and so um, you know say like while rome was falling uh, it you know uh, islam was rising and uh, so you had like a uh you know the the sort of caliphate do, doing incredibly well while rome was doing terribly um and that actually ended up being a source of preservation of knowledge uh, and uh, and many uh, scientific advancements and so um, so I think we want to be a little bit cautious about uh, being too much of a world, of a single uh, civilization because if we are too much of a single civilization then if if, we're, if the whole the whole thing may collapse um, I'm not, obviously not suggesting war or anything like that but I think we want to be a little bit wary of Actually, cooperating too much—it sounds a little odd—but um, but we we just we we want to have some amount of civilizational diversity such that if uh, if something does go wrong with some part of civilization, that the whole thing doesn't collapse uh, and 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 you know humanity keeps moving forward. Absolutely,
2: and that's why you need what the opposite of global compartmentalization and coordination you need competition okay you need real competitive ideas and you need societies based in individual rights all right and, and that's why when i play the part about twitter where he talks about laws we got to keep up with the laws and you know he wants a free speech platform again i don't see it as a free speech platform you know the the laws of these countries look Twitter goes far beyond what it has to do for the law in the United States, period. Still, still, with with stuff like uh, the Vanessa B, Be- or uh, I keep saying Vanessa Bealy. Um the, the tweet from above. Okay? It's not in the law. There's no law you have to do that, Elon. You're doing it. Okay? Let's grow up. All right. Let's go to uh, Musk on the balloons and aliens. All right, let's break this clip down.
4: Three UFO be shot, one over Alaska, Lake Huron and Canada. Alien, no
2: alien.
0: <laughs> I, I don't think it's aliens. No, okay. um, I, I mean, I do find the, the whole question of, of aliens, um, a very interesting one. Uh, you know, what is typically called the Fermi paradox, which is that if universe is really as old as, it, as science seems to think, think it is, and as and the, the where are the aliens? Um, if, or have we really been around for thirteen point eight billion years? If so, where should, shouldn't there be aliens all over the place? Um, why do the crazy thing is I've seen no evidence of, of alien technology or any alien life whatsoever. Um, and I think I, I think I know. Um, you know, SpaceX. We, we do a lot. I mean, I think I know. I don't think anyone knows more about space, you know, than, than me, or at least the space technology.
2: So I I challenge him on that. I think a guy like Bushnell, who's the chief scientist at NASA, who's been around since the Gemini days, um, is still privy to a lot more than Musk is, even though Musk is doing a lot of private contracting for NASA. I think I think he is in the loop on, on a lot of the real stuff for sure. But he also goes along with the farce that, you know, rocket technology is going to take us to the moon. It's going to take us to Mars. And I think that's fictional.
0: Um, so, but I think it's actually a troubling thing if there are no aliens as, as well, which is that all <laughs> uh, that, that what, what that actually could mean then is that, uh, so, sort of civilization and consciousness is like a tiny candle in a vast darkness. and and, and a very vulnerable tiny candle that could easily get blown out. Um, And I think we should therefore take great care with what may very well be this tiny candle in a vast darkness and make sure that it does not go out and that we extend the light of consciousness beyond Earth um, and do everything we can to ensure that uh, the light of consciousness does not go out.
2: Well, then we should get rid of this transhumanism nonsense where we say we're going to replicate consciousness and create consciousness and wrap it in silicone. Okay, but yet you're pushing towards transhumanism and you have your uh, uh, Optimus bot and you're printing up mRNA shots via CureVac. I'm just saying, the Elon, And you're obviously working in... Um, classified programs with the US government that are indeed causing death and destruction overseas that's real Elon let's let's not make it up so here's uh, probably the most troubling clip I've seen so far and I haven't watched all these but here's Elon talking about um, you know he bought Twitter because it you know he wanted a bastion of free speech but I don't think it is a bastion of free speech period You know, call me kooky, call me wacky. Uh,
0: That, you know, three to five years is actually worth a lot. Uh, So, I mean, to be frank, I was a little worried about the direction that, and the the effect uh, of social media on the world, and especially Twitter. And um, I, I thought it was very important for that it be a maximally trusted sort of digital public square, um, where people, you know, within countries and internationally could communicate uh, with, um, you know, uh, the the least amount of censorship uh, allowed by law, Uh, obviously that varies a lot by jurisdiction, but I think in general, um, you know, social media companies should adhere to the laws of, of countries and not try to put a thumb on the scale beyond the laws of countries um so and I, and I think this is something that is t- probably agreeable to um the uh, you know the, le- the legislators and and the people of most countries so so I, th- I think it's that's the general idea it's just um to reflect the values of of the people
2: again hardcore pornography on the site and you know amongst other things that are clearly illegal but Twitter has extended far be- beyond legal in the United States and continues to. I, it, it's just real,
0: um, as opposed to imposing the values um, of essentially San Francisco and Berkeley, um, which are so- somewhat of a niche ideology um, as compared to the rest of the world. And but but you know Twitter was I think doing a little too much to impose um, a niche as uh, you near know, San Francisco Berkeley ideology on the world
2: uh a little too much come on again I'm waiting for the dump I'm waiting for the files
0: um so you know I, I thought the it was important kind of for the future of civilization to try to correct that uh thumb on the scale if you will um and and, uh, and and just more, have Twitter more accurately reflect, uh, like I said, the, the values of the, the, the people of Earth. Um, that's, the, that's, the, that's the intention.
2: Um, again, I think there's a lot of Johnny nonsense there. All right, let's hit a couple more stories, and then we're going to wrap up the show. want to thank everybody who has come over to the premium uh, side of the broadcast. A dozen eggs now cost more than a pound of beef as prices soar by 70% in a year. Thanks to the avian flu outbreak. No, you printed a ton of money. You gave a ton of money away. Then you killed a bunch of birds under avian flu. You've cut off supply chains. Inflation is through the roof. And you don't want people to have cheap, readily available nutrition. And it appears there might even be some poisoning of the birds via feed. I'm sure just, it's all a coincidence. None of it's on purpose. Uh, the people in charge absolutely 100% love, love, love us. Rising sea levels could spark a mass exodus of entire populations on a biblical scale, UN warrants. Climate change, climate crisis, carbon. You know, we went into great detail yesterday of the, the farcical nature of the whole thing, of, uh, you know, the misrepresentation of what's really a pollutant. I mean think about how how horrible the situation is right now in Ohio. That's a real environmental disaster. Real people are really going to be hurt and really going to die from it. Not because of imagination land. But hey, you know this this mother trucker. Uh, we've played him before. Let's play him. The Secretary General.
1: Rising seas threaten lives and jeopardize access to water food and health care saltwater intrusion can decimate jobs and the entire economies in key industries like agriculture fisheries and tourism it can damage or destroy vital infrastructure including transportation systems hospitals and schools especially when combined with extreme weather events linked to the climate crisis we are linking
2: extreme weather events to the climate crisis He's got a kind of a younger, nut Schwabian, I've got hair vibe, huh?
1: And rising seas threaten the very existing of some low-lying communities and even countries. Oh, yeah. well,
2: I guess they cut his mic. Well, you know, that's enough. I don't need to hear more from him. Uh, all right. So MSU, and, you know, I already saw Biden start talking about uh, gun, gun laws. And, uh, you know, this guy used a handgun, totally crazy person. Shouldn't have had the gun had been reported to police. Okay. And I imagine from what I'm seeing, um, this person who uh, 43, apparently had no connection to anybody, just randomly walked into the school, started killing people. Okay. Was probably on psychotropic medications. That's my guess if I had to put a guess out there, I'd say he was on a multitude of medications. Okay. But we'll find out or maybe we won't. Okay. Just so weird. So weird. Um, but again, those meds, they disassociate you from reality. Chilling video shows New Zealand pilot uh, pilot taken hostage by bow and arrow wielding rebels in remote Papu region after they set fire to his plane on landing and they issue a demand uh, for independence from Indonesia. I just, again, it just shows you, you know, crazy things happen in the world. And they're like, yeah, we're going to burn it. (laughs) We're burning it down. No doubt about that. That poor son of a bitch. He's like, oh my God. How is this happening? And yet it is happening. Scary. Not going to lie. That's, boy, 2023, everybody. 2023. He's like, yep. I mean, these guys just talk about nightmarish. All right, guys, I am going to wrap it up. But before I do, I want to let everybody know I am a documentary filmmaker. Loose Change, Final Cut, Fabled Enemies, Invisible Empire, and New World Order Defined and Shade the Motion Picture are all free of charge right here, right now. I want you to check them out. I want you to share them. I want you to share the info. I want you to send uh, tips to me over on Twitter. And, uh, you know, if it's a good story, we're going to cover it. I want you to have discernment, all right? I want you to understand that WikiLeaks files are never getting unlocked. That, um, you know, there's a lot of grifters and attention seekers and people that just jump on stories without doing any research. There is no new Epstein info that we know of right now. The files have not been unsealed. Once they are, we will, um, you know, almost immediately probably take a look at them here. I love you. It's not about left or right. It's always about right and wrong. And I will see you all on the flip side.